to match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. All right, we back. Motherfucking Tough Talk Podcast. You. It's your boy Phil Hunt here with my co-host, Ibrahim. Yeah, what up, y'all? Ibrahim Khalif, say what's up to the people. Sup? Oh, man, shit. Man, what's going on? Sorry. We recording on Halloween, so... uh Fuck them costumes and candy. <laughs> yeah, Ibrahim is a uh, Muslim, so Muslim, yeah. Muslim, so he ain't really fucking with the. He ain't feeling the devil spirit or yeah, whatever fuck you want to call Hallow's it. Eve, which I, you know, I, I let it, I let it flow for the kids. When you're an adult and you're dressing up, it's like, what's your, what's your deal? Unless you're going to a party. But when I see like adults dressed up, it's just the level of like. But you know who I feel like. Are the adults that get dressed up the most, which is interesting for you, because as you just said, you Muslim. It's the kids that was Jehovah's Witnesses and shit that, mm-hmm. that yeah. didn't get they, the they, chance. They, or or motherfuckers who just grew up poor and they had yeah, bullshit there and you go. and shit. One of the two, you know. Mama uh, wrapped that towel around your mm-hmm. uh, neck. You put a plastic bag around you like a cape. The plastic garbage bag <laughs> plastic for garbage. a cape and drew a S yeah. with some nail polish she had laying around. So now you out here grown as hell trying to trying live to out your Halloween fantasies mm-hmm. on your Michael Jackson shit. Mm-hmm. I never got the chance to be. That's why niggas buy a bunch of Jordans and shit. I remember fucking oh, definitely. definitely because I was one of them as a kid. But I see people, man, they're fucking... I don't, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but y'all, I see nah, niggas. Same I difference. just see niggas that like they just be buying these Jordan. Like, how are we? They trying to spending, validate. Themselves. But how are we spending three times the money for Jordans that I remember coming out? It's, like I remember my no, Jordan playing, right? And I wouldn't spend that much money on some sneakers. You're saying they weren't worth that when he was, when playing. He was playing. How did the value triple? Triple. Yeah. So, and they're selling them to kids who never saw him play. It's interesting because he. Hasn't played a game in years. years. Yeah, those shoes still hold the value. And there's and not then, a lot of things moving up in place for it. Like, right. LeBron, as great as he is, his shoes, you know, the value of them is not that it's high. Not as, it's not as famous as I, I wonder Michael what Jordan. that is. It's, I, but see, Jordan, to me, was an interesting phenomenon for this reason. Very much, if you read The Outliers, uh, what's my man, Malcolm Gladwell? Mm-hmm. If you read The Outliers, you'll understand. And I think the most underestimated element of being legendary is time. Mm-hmm. People underestimate timing. Michael Jordan came out with ESPN. They came out with Gatorade. They came out with Nike. It's all in the same era. Right. And therefore, he is the god, the goat. Almost unquestionably, to where if you ask most of the OGs, you know they'll say magic, and we're really not sure how long magic played with HIV. So that alone probably makes him the goat. <laughs> I used that. I had this shit where he talked about how when LeBron made made a uh, he made excuses for losing to Golden State. I think the first or second time, like because he had a broke hand supposedly. Yeah, I was like, yeah, but after Magic lost to Jordan, he came out and told everybody he had HIV. So right. <laughs> Which you could never forget. (laughs) Never forget how real Carl Malone was in that time. Remember when he announced he was coming back, Magic? Every other NBA player (laughs) stepped to the mic and was politically correct. You know, it's great to have Magic Johnson back. 
and and you can watch them All Star Game highlights, baby. Mm-hmm. That was not real defense. No, people no. were not trying to touch. They were playing it. the zone before the zone oh, yeah. was even legal. The, the, the HIV zone. <laughs> <laughs> we don't no know who, who was defending less: is uh, the defense in the All Star Game or his white blood cells? That's hilarious. <laughs> Both were playing the same level of defense. <laughs> But, yeah, when but, he announced he was coming back and all them NBA players were like, yo, you know, this is great for the game, da-da-da. And then they asked Carl Malone, and you heard Carl Malone say, uh, who? who uh, wait a minute now. We got to play with the same basketball? <laughs> I, I, I just might not be able to play as hard as I could play. Because <laughs> that was back when it was still very much perceived as a gay disease yeah. and it was also perceived as a death sentence which I and, mean and it, people it wasn't really positive how you can contract it Magic then, Magic Johnson has the right nickname yeah. right like a 6'9 nigga being able to dunk mm-hmm. that's not magic Mm-hmm. <laughs> but being able to live 35 years with HIV, <laughs> that shit is magic. And it's not like he's skinny. <laughs> right, right, right. Motherfucker well, like buff as hell. He's the most buff HIV patient I ever seen. Same size as the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Halloween, yeah, it does feel like, like I said, you see the adults fully dressed up and you're kind of like, okay. Because mm-hmm. I know me, I woke up and thought, well, rent's due tomorrow. Mm hmm. So now I kind of understand the space that my parents were in trying to put together those last minute Halloween costumes of just like, oh, yeah, it's Halloween. Uh, No, we ain't got no uh, bags for you here. Take this pillowcase and put the fucking candy in there. Where the mask you had last year? Shit. We ain't going to keep buying masks every year. (laughs) I remember one year my mask was cracked. I was a Ninja Turtle with the little crack in there. When I was like, when I was a kid, like I said, I, I became Muslim later on. And like, when I was a kid, we used to always. And the interesting thing is, like, we always go up to the, we always go up to the white neighborhoods in Jersey. Like, you know what I mean? You live yeah, in the hood, you, right. you go up to like Union, you go up to South Orange. Union was like the, the, the. I remember that's the only way I knew about Union, New Jersey, was because of the Halloween candy. And that's what it is. And it's too. hilarious because it's, it's it's a chance for the kids to kind of get to go out into the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's one of the few things where you see like adults and kids interact, and everybody's fairly nice. Like if somebody's mean on Halloween, it's just like, hey, go fuck yourself, man. And all that shit they do on the internet, the, uh, you know, blackface and don't be my, my culture is not your costume. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, if you old enough to have them thoughts as an adult, then fuck <laughs> you. Halloween is not for you. Like, who the fuck gets offended? Now, if we grownups, obviously don't step to me with the blackface on because right. that's different. But if right. a little girl is like six and wants to be Rihanna, fuck it. Put the paint on. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I ain't judging kids' Halloween costumes. That's just a weird space mm-hmm. to be in. Fuck going to tell a kid no. Canceling a six-year-old? Yeah, we canceling kids now. And it's like, what? what's really going on? This used to be fun. But I always feel sorry for... In New York, the uh, the adults that dress up and play Iron Man in Times Square, because today everybody's Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like they so got they a step- lot of competition. Yeah, they stepping on their money. And stepping on their toes. <laughs> I work in this corner. <laughs> Yo, right? That shit is competitive down there in Times Square. You can get fought. Like remember, they had to make them get licenses because 
you know, a few times they would grab somebody up or some shit for not tipping them. What? Then you go down to the police station like, yo, I got grabbed by Spider-Man. they like, which one? There's <laughs> <laughs> eight of them in the four-block radius. So right. now they got the license number and shit. That's hilarious. Even That's Spider-Man got to pay taxes. <laughs> I wonder what the naked girls is down there is dressed up as is in on Halloween. That is <laughs> probably, a beautiful part. Probably as, a, as nuns. <laughs> that's the beautiful part as a grown man. And women get to putting on the, you know... Slutty nurse and slutty whatever costumes to where it's just like, why is that a thing? Like, don't don't wait till Halloween to be be to dress promiscuously. <laughs> I, did I say that right? <laughs> Not at all. Promiscuously. They weren't even in the same fucking neighborhood. <laughs> don't wait till Halloween to dress promiscuous. You know, if you're gonna do that, definitely do it all year for me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I saw a grown woman cat on the corner. Look like she was selling it. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but yeah, men definitely don't engage in that activity. Uh, yeah, just lots of Iron Mans and shit. I seen the kids going inside the Dunkin' Donuts to get the donuts. They're giving away donuts. Mm. Then you see those kids that are right, like on the edge. Of being like, too old for these Yeah, and yeah you know when they're too be, old, they attitude yeah, different. Right. Homie just had the mask on his hand. Like, you see it. What's up? Let, yeah, me, get, a, let me get some donuts. That's the part where you feel insulted because <laughs> you're like, you didn't even put in the effort, motherfucker. Yeah, like, you exactly. just standing there. I remember we had this house that used to give away pennies. Oh. It was just like, what's that about? Were they Jewish? Like, you should be getting beat up right now. I, I don't know, but they used to give away pennies. But then also remember there were the certain people that felt like candy was unhealthy. So you pull up and they got an apple. Mm. Now I got to carry around this heavy ass apple. Yeah, apple probably on the cusp of going bad. Yeah, like come on lady. And that's them people sometimes it's okay to turn your light off and not participate. Right. And like some people's house you would go to and they would just have like Whatever the fuck they had too much of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just giving this shit away. Like, here's some scotch tape for you. Some biscuits. Here's a stapler for you. And you're just like, lady, uh, were you ready? You could just turn your light off. You don't got to partake. I, yo, I tell you one of the worst candies that I ever received, though, ever, whether it's on Halloween or whatever, is that fucking, what is it called? It's this purple candy. What is it called? Velvets or... Violets or some shit. It nah. comes in a purple. You know what I'm talking about? Nah. It's like an aluminum. It comes in an aluminum thing. Mm. Oh, it's one of the worst candies ever, bro. See, I, I hate them shits. I remember we grew up, obviously, crack, folks, crack era. So, uh -huh. 90, 91, and they had like the, uh, like, you know, I guess some sick people were trying to like harm children. I don't know who Farmer the fuck Red, those yeah. people were, but they were like, like they would the put candy, razor blades blade and poison the candy. They were like, don't accept any candy that's not wrapped. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know who's doing that anyway. Probably the same people that don't wear condoms <laughs> out, here, <laughs> out here handing out candy in the raw. raw. raw dog ass candy. <laughs> Which is fucked up because as a kid, you don't give a fuck where mm -hmm. or who you get the candy from. It's going down. But, uh, yeah, so our parents had to, like, check some of the candy. Like, they mm -hmm. would press on it then, and stuff. But then parents would fucking exploit that and be stupid. Oh, 100%. My mom just would take all a, the Milky Ways. And yeah, that, like, was the first, that was the first lesson you learned about embezzlement right there. Right there. They were saying, oh, we're doing this for your own good. They this was, ain't good, buddy. Yeah, they was, I'm used to do that shit all they was the Uncle Sam in it, definitely mm -hmm. skimming off the top. Like mama, why? How come every time, how, every time, all the good candy is poisoned? Yeah, <laughs> and she got it in her. Oh, room. this ain't good. This for adults. 
Didn't didn't coming up in the hood like I I grew up. Uh, I spent some time in over in Indianapolis and in Hallville, which is a bad neighborhood. You had to watch out for older kids that they wanted you to do all the work. Mm. So you'd be pulling up on your way home. They see you with that full bag and try to snatch it. <laughs> so you had to look out for that. You had to pay your taxes. You walk past them like, <laughs> like here, I saved these for you just so you won't extort me. Right. <laughs> it's a fucked up game, Halloween, man. You know what I'm surprised about though, is I sat near the window and just kind of watched the costumes. I'm surprised the costumes haven't changed. Still Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Batman, Iron Man, anything with man at the end, mm-hmm. which, you know, gender is that's a social gonna, yeah. construct yeah, and that's also gonna change, that's going to start. It's going to start just being Spider. Spider. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, the costumes haven't changed, man. The same costumes with the girls wearing Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the only one the I see is like the new Frozen that I'm not familiar. Well, you with. know the co- you know the costume stores they 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 only rent out spaces seasonally. Hmm. Like yeah. literally, they only set up shop for the month of like late September, mid to late September, all the way through October, and right. then they're, they're gone. So they don't really have to buy so much inventory. They're really just yeah. doing what your parents did <laughs> gotcha. to you. They're just rehashing old costumes. I Unless something that was crazy. major comes out, then all so you do is like, take the costumes yeah, that they had last year. I think the newest one was I seen, it. newest character I seen was from Frozen, which I'm not familiar. Not Obviously, that. I don't that's have kids because I feel like that's a pedophile test where it's like, wait, why you, why you know Frozen? Unless you got children. <laughs> A nephew and niece explain. <laughs> so yeah, That's the I, hardest part of growing up is is if you grew up a fan of Disney cartoons, you can't go to the Disney yeah, cartoons. Yeah, you can't really. And you need a child with you for fucking. Can't really do that on the solo too you can't much. Really give me a, give me one. Start looking a little funny. Give me one for Big Hero Six. And you be looking mm-hmm. weird as fuck. Uh, we got the adult section. You got to sit in, and mm-hmm. we gonna watch you keep that green light. Uh, going around, but they put a they put a fucking uh, a wristband on you. Not you really. Your hand like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> not not too many new costumes though. Uh, like I seen a I seen a kid dressed as V from Vendetta, and I'm like, that's a little heavy, right? Mm-hmm. Like you six years old, you want to overthrow the government? <laughs> yeah, I never really got into that movie. I, I love that movie. I watched it twice, but I really I don't get the. I got it because yeah. it was about like freedom of speech and restrictions. Yeah, I got all of, of that speech. from it, but it just seemed a little too like they was trying too hard for me. It was just I, like I love that movie, man. I got it, but it was just like felt man. like he stood for something. You know, he was a hero and whatnot. And you know, over there, it's for real. People like to type out that we're under a fascist regime, mm-hmm. but it's like, fam, the fact that you can type out. That we live under a fascist regime means we are not under a fascist regime. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. <laughs> but what's some uh, grown man costumes? Like, what would scare you? Like, what would scare us? Like, if a grown As man I was looking. Because we got our own fears, right? Like, child support. Like, if somebody, uh, somebody uh, showed up dressed as child support, like, that would make us run off screaming. The, uh, oddly enough, the, now that I'm older, the Repo Man. The Repo Man. I remember when I, was a re- when I was a wrestling fan growing up, the Repo Man was a jobber. See? And now that motherfucker's scary as shit. Like, yeah, that's grown man. Lawyer. Fears. Lawyer. Fucking grown man. Public fears. defender or divorce lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a cop. Like, when you're, nah, that's always. When you're a kid, that's, you know, oh, cool. And an officer. Shit. Yeah. The second your black ass hit 12, it's like, oh, God. Let <laughs> me <laughs> get the fuck out of here. That's like for uh, the Joker release, they were saying they were putting more cops in mm-hmm. the movie theater in case 
you know, somebody wanted somebody to play James Holmes again because, you know, he right. ruined the first Batman, The Dark Knight, where he shot it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here like, yo, you put more cops for my safety? I'll take my chances with the mentally ill white boy. Like, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> if he get up, I get up. Yeah. That's why I watch that shit on Fire Stick, nigga. Uh huh. I ain't even go to movie Safety theater. of your home. Yeah. Shit, I saw, I saw Inglorious Bastards, motherfucker. I see what happens in the movie theater. I was like, right. I was like, yeah, mm-mm. They always trying to check Remember our that? bag. It's like, look, I ain't got nothing in here but some grape soda. Now, the white boy behind me, that's whose bag you need to check. Yeah, you got this a Philly cheesesteak and shit. AK 47 in his backpack, and y'all didn't check that. Only thing we're afraid of is those prices at the concession stand. Oh, yeah. They, they, they <laughs> tripping on us. This is a damn popcorn more than the movie. What in the fuck? Yeah, that'd be some <laughs> but yeah, grown man fears. I was thinking about like grown man costumes. Like what? What'll scare you as a grown man? I think. Uh, what did we just say? We just we just said child support definitely. Yep, an STD check. Or positive. Or positive. Positive pregnancy, pregnancy test. test. If y'all got that costume, I'm running from that. Uh, what else, man? Uh, lab corpse. Grown men don't want to see Lab Corps. Lab Corp. <laughs> I used yeah, to work as a delivery that's driver fun. for Lowe's, so wait. And that for was Lowe's like, or for Lab Corp? For Lowe's. Oh, but they would send you to Lab Corps, like if you crashed the forklift. For oh, word. I mean, they could. Oh, for, oh to go for a piss test and shit. Yeah, oh. to make sure you wasn't high or drunk or whatever. But that's it's like, yo, that's a grown man fear right there. You definitely don't want to see them. Like every time we uh ran a red light or something, you know. Your partner be like, yo, 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 chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I was just smoking last night, man. We have to fuck around and go to Lab Corps. Oh, man. Niggas don't want to go to Lab Corps. Make you piss on the spot. Got to tape that piss to the inside of your leg. Which, that's that. going to be interesting anyway because marijuana's becoming legal. So, it's like, what's the piss test for now? Heroin? I think that's a dangling carrot for most Democrats to feel cool. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're they, gonna make. Uh, we're definitely getting off with that as they do the Dougie or whatever the fuck. To yeah, that's like that's to almost black like voters. that's almost like you have motherfuckers that run for a student body president. It's gonna pizza night, pizza day. Yeah, every day. yeah, exactly. Like, you ain't falling for falling, none of it. Niggas falling for all that shit. <laughs> like, man, whatever. Definitely. What's going on in comedy, man? Uh, we had a we started off kind of having a good week. Eddie Murphy Dolomite came out last week. If y'all haven't seen that, definitely Dope. go see that. It's on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Dolomite was a lot of my entry level to comedy. I forgot who I was telling, but some younger cat, and obviously he had no idea who Dolomite was. Really? But uh, yeah, the uh, chestnuts joke that I love. Yeah. That's on the Dr. Dre Chronic album. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my the signified monkey is what I is what my introduction my um my mom's uh boyfriend my sister's father used to uh actually tell that joke all the time he used yeah. to recite that joke all the time that's crazy but yeah so that... I knew about Dolomite I knew about, I watched Dolomite when I was a young kid and it just I, I didn't it didn't resonate with me but I knew it was weird I was like yo something's off about like I'm like yeah. you didn't even hit that guy I something. think you gotta be from that era to yeah. really appreciate that style of film because that was what was happening right. and I think you know obviously blacks hadn't really appeared on screen and certainly not F's the star right so I think for that 70s era being the first era of actually seeing themselves represented that they didn't even give a fuck that he didn't punch that guy right. or that, that one guy who died yeah. early in the movie comes back with a different <laughs> shirt as a different character. 
you just were happy to see yourself on screen. But yeah, Eddie right. Eddie did Dolomite some justice, man. It's uh, a good pre, it's a good um, it's a good feeler to get a to get a uh, idea of what coming to America two gonna be like. Oh, definitely. The comedic timing was there. Eddie's always had this real. What I love about his movies is that as far as uh, comedic cinema is like he has this timing where it's like bang bang bow boom 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 where everybody is like it just keeps going it keeps rolling yeah. it's, you know it's no major build up it's like the funny is just right there yeah and he's, that's, he's, and, he's easily the best black comedic actor I think yeah no questions the way it's written so I'm, I'm looking forward to that like when I, after I watched this I, you know the movie had heart it had humor and everything like that I was like alright bet I'm looking forward to coming to America too definitely kind of like I don't know how they're going because really he ain't been in that bag in so long that right. it's like, well, how's he even come back from being daddy daycare? But I feel like all of this is just leading back to him coming to stand up. Like it's all a build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first he's Dolomite bringing that back to screen. And like you said, coming to America too, getting back around mm-hmm. funny people, you right. know. Hopefully our Arsenio, like, Arsenio's oh. back to it. Did you watch his special? I liked his special. Really? See, okay. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. I couldn't it's, finish it. I'm gonna go back and finish it, but I couldn't finish it, yo. So, from my perspective, Arsenio uh-huh. special. The thing was remembering pre Def Jam era black comics, mm-hmm. and that they had to be a certain amount of likable and kind of up the middle, if you get what I'm saying. No, I get it. They didn't. They didn't really have that cable black audience to speak to per se. If mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so where everyone had to get you for mm-hmm. you to be big. So I appreciate Arsenio on that level and coming up doing comedy. Obviously, starting in Indianapolis, it's like when I would go around certain places, you'd see his picture on the wall and say, "Isn't that the dude from the show?" Mm-hmm. Whoop whoop and all that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know him as a stand-up. So I felt like that was a great reintroduction to him doing stand-up. Nah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I appreciate your synopsis. No, nah, well, like he, he doesn't I fit. like, I, first of all, first of all, I couldn't get over the, and I usually don't make no, mm-hmm. I couldn't get over the way he was dressed. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Arsenio Hall on, te- on television. Is it because he always wears suits? Suit, suit yeah. sharp. Something, nigga. He looked like he just came from the Seven Eleven and was like, he was on "Oh yeah, lunch. I got, a, I got a special. I got to do today." <laughs> <laughs> and he stopped in with the dad sneakers on. Yeah, he was. And on the, his, I just wasn't the baseball cap. I wasn't. He was on this young dad swag. It was, swag. It was that. It was that. Then the jokes wasn't hitting for me. I they wasn't. It. They wasn't hitting for me at all. It was like. You know, some of the shit, you know, maybe he I saw some, where he was going. He had some funny jokes. But I was just there. like, nah, I'm not yeah, really there. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it. Netflix is And my old lady, it. when she was just like, yo, can I turn this shit off? I, <laughs> I wanted to finish it. But she was like, yo, can I turn this? She was like, can I turn this shit off? Like I said, I watch stuff as a comic. I watch things with her so I can make sure it's not me. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? Because when yeah, I watch yeah, some yeah. stuff, I'll be like, I watch some stuff, I'll be like, you know, I'm not feeling this. As a but then comic. I go, and then she but I want to make sure I'm not hating. Nah. And then yeah, I, so yeah, I yeah. ask her. Right. And then she'll be watching it and she'll go, no, this is terrible. Well, so as, she'll go, no, this as, is terrible. This is really terrible. Comic. Though, and I'm like, I a lot of ooh. stuff is um a lot of, as a comic, a lot of stuff is uh what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> One is that we're jaded and we're right. not that we're jaded so we've much heard a as lot our, of stuff. We've heard a lot of stuff, so we're hard to impress. We're but a harder it's audience. It's like you when you look at a guy like Arsenio, yeah. I expected a lot better. 
It, you know what I mean? Like for me, I've I remember when Arsenio was was at his funniest as a as a as a uh, comedic actor, right? And then even when he had his show, mm-hmm. and I think I may have even seen him do stand up when I was young. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like his shit was like if you if he hit a punchline to me, he comes from an era where yeah, he, if he hit a punchline, it had to hit hard. Like yo. You know what I'm saying? It's like it hit hard back then. It was just like not, nah, but it I was can't like a, say that. It was like, like a I love said, tap type me, shit. It was, it's a class. I see where he's going. It's a class of pre-Def Jam, Eddie, Arsenio, uh, Damon Wayne's, all of them kind of fall into that category for but me. I saw, Damon. and they were more individualistic. But and, I, and then Def Jam kind of came, it made, and it, it was made it a mono. Its own, it, it made it kind of this very like. You have to be playing this way. It was like so, watching yeah, an one I, no, basketball. No, I get it. No, something. I get it. I get it. So but it's like you got to hit Damon, the triple crossover but, or else. But even with Damon Wayans, I watched Damon Wayans. Was it Fallon? Where he was just recently on? Mm. Or maybe a year ago or something? He was on Fallon, I think it You was. mean sitting down or actually was, doing stand-up? He was doing stand but he was doing stand-up, but he, uh, he may have been sitting down on a stool or something. No, nah, I mean, doing, like, was he on the couch? No, 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 no. He was doing stand-up. He was doing a late-night set. Okay. He was doing a late-night set. Gotcha. And, bruh, that shit was hilarious. Yeah, it Damon's, started out a little Damon's slow. Funny as fuck. But it no, always starts out No, I'm saying it started slow. out a little slow. No, I ain't saying in a bad way. Nah, it's yeah, the way yeah. he controlled it. But, yo, he when he got... Bruh, he, he, he killed it on a up. late night set. We okay. got to be clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this shit's hilarious. And like you say, he come in that same class. Arsenio, I was expecting... The but I see kind him of as like non-offensive, thing. playing right up the middle. So nah. to me, he met every level or everything I was looking for for Arsenio. So I appreciate nah, I was expecting. It. But I'm one of them cats. I don't expect. I was expecting more. We I don't see. expect nothing for you to do nothing but what you are. It's very few cats that I expect to push the boundaries and really try to take it to new heights. And then there's cats <clears> like when you watch <throat> a Marlon Wayne special, where it's like I expect Marlon Wayne. If that stool ain't humped four times, then Marlon Wayans didn't do his job for, for me. me. And I can enjoy it from the perspective like, oh, of that's Marlon Wayans. Oh, that's but Marlon this is the Wayans. way I look at it, though. The way I see it, because what's funny is, like, my wife, I look at her sideways because she loved that fucking special. I'm like, the special I saw Marlon Wayans do is what I would have expected him to do 20 years ago. But here's something. That, from, no, that's what I'm saying. The, what I'm saying is, is like, Marlon Wayans is... How old now? 44, maybe? Yeah, he did a you little different. Mean? He talked about getting older and his children. Yeah, but it's So still, it gave us some perspective. But yeah, I, but it was I, just like... I, I think people I expected be, it a little like... You, you come off to me like the... Uh, I want Carmelo to play defense guy. And it's like, how many years is he going to come out and average 27 points per game before you get that 27 points per game is what he does. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like... Ain't but, no defense coming, but, bro. No, but the same thing... All right. So, but I can look at a comic like D.L. Hughley. Yeah. I watch D.L. Hughley morph into what he is now. Yeah, we all kind of watch You know what I'm saying? Transition. It's like you watch a motherfucker just like George Lopez. George Lopez was a like a lot more physical mm-hmm. comic. Now, now he is... Stand flat-footed, and Look, he always had the flow. He always had the words. When I stuff. go to see Gallagher. Eddie Griffin, same shit. Eddie Griffin, when he came out, he was more of a physical comic. Oh, he's years, still very physical. But he's not, like, that's not his act. That's nah, not what, nah, this shit is what he well, saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. So it's, when you it's, go it's, back, you see them mature as artists. You know what I'm saying? It's like you feel like you've grown with them. Gotcha. So Marlon, I remember watching, what was that, Senseless? Yeah. I'm not expecting to see Senseless Marlon 
perform at 40 plus years old. I get what you're if, saying. If that but special would have came out when the Wayans Brothers was popping when I was in high school, this cast, he did that, I'd, I'd be like, yo, this, this is amazing. There's cats like Chris Rock and there's cats like Chappelle that I expect to see people push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And then I want to see Chris Tucker. And he's a specialist to me. If we had to use like right, a basketball right, right. analogy, right. it's Jamal Crawford. I want to see you cross somebody over yep. yeah. and shoot a high arcer at the last second of the shot clock. But what I, I want to see Chris Tucker be loud and bug mm-hmm. his eyes out. That's what I came there for. Right. I didn't come there. But to what see. I appreciate, <laughs> but, but what you can appreciate with him, with Chris Tucker, what I saw his special, and a lot of people didn't like it, was that he had a lot of perspective on life. Yeah. That he gave along with what you like. And who he so, was. You know, and who, who he was become, and who he's becoming. Who he is and now, who he was. So it's like you feel like, oh, he's not. You can't go and expect an almost 50-year-old man. To you be, don't want them to sound the same as when right, it's like, But to me, Arsenio didn't do that. But, but to was, me, it's like just like people shit on Chris Rock's. Uh, There's people I know that shit on Chris Rock's last special. And I'm like, dude, I love that special because it was Chris Rock stripped down. You know what I'm saying? It was Chris Rock stripped that he stripped yeah. down. He took off the flashy suits. There was no major production gotcha. behind him. He wasn't on a high stage. Right. He was intimate. It was a, you know what I mean? You could see the audience. The audience could see him. And he like kind of just opened up about so his shit, his life. And it was speaking, like, I like that. Speaking of legends who are, you know, maybe uh, as the great Tupac gave us uh, getting a little flabby. <laughs> what he say like Larry Holmes <laughs> getting flabby like Larry Holmes speaking of legends who are in you know the later stages of their career and being hard to impress because I always less than I feel like people fell off I feel like it's harder to impress the audience which I feel like your job is to impress once or twice and then to maintain plateau possibly mm-hmm. Kanye West dropped the album last Friday uh it's a gospel album of sorts. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is King. He gave us Jesus's, Jesus Walks years ago. Yeah. I don't feel like it's any real deviation. Uh, as far as the album they goes, I will say, well, it pops up on my title, so mm-hmm. you got to give it a listen. Right. Uh, you know, dude's a legend, and it's like, I listened to, what, 11 tracks or whatever, and it's like three of them he actually raps on. The rest of it is some foo-foo, uh, you know, just foo-foo, uh, what's the bullshit, waxing poetic as an mm-hmm. artist, basically. He does mm-hmm. it through beats, though. Mm-hmm. He'll give you, you know, nine minutes of beat mm-hmm. and two minutes of spoken word and then one rap and then make a loud noise and then act like that was the greatest thing to earth. Like, I love Kanye. Because, he's, a- because he's in a space where people have hype beasts, have created this monster that he thinks anything he shits out is amazing. Love him. And, and he and, thinks, and, you know what I'm saying? My and, thing is, no one has ever held him accountable for any, you get what I'm saying? Like, Kanye, no one's ever I, really ever held Kanye accountable I, for I, any album or I anything. I love that him, and I'm a, I'll, I'll gonna, say this, and this mm-hmm. is always my thinking with Legends. Mm-hmm. You, we don't get to take away what's already been, right? Mm-hmm. So he's already got probably three classics. You know, starting with the college dropout to uh, late registration, some would argue, and my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, uh, which I just want to hear him rap again. And I mean, honestly, culture wise, what he's meant to black culture and rap culture in particular, I I, I probably didn't go to college because of him. He had me thinking on a whole nother level of like. 
You don't got to do that shit. Like, yeah, your counselor is, you're going to come out of there $100,000 in debt, you know, basically for some shit. Mm. To be average, basically, to go be a teacher or to go be a whatever. That's the so. shit I figured out way before Kanye hit the, hit the, hit the airwaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of already had that, but he right. kind of established that and pushed me. And subconsciously, I didn't realize that till years later. Like, that goddamn teddy bear <laughs> had me thinking on some whole other shit. And I mean, obviously, where I was growing up, I can remember being laughed at, you know, walking down the block to go to school and niggas laughing like, look at this nigga. Mm. They posted up ready to sell crap, you know, mm -hmm. early. Mm -hmm. Looking at me like this dumbass is going to school, you know, just high school. But so that was where I was coming from. But him oh, coming I out. Look at, I looked at my bad. I looked at. He's just that he was always counterculture to me, counter rap, to me. counter rap culture. Not to me. And I mean, I, I get where you were gonna go because even as a purist, if you're a hip hop purist, there was Kwali and there was Most and there was these other guys that were far left almost. To whereas he kind of straddled the fence a little he was bit. The bridge, but he I was will the say, but I think he hijacked. To me personally, this is the way I look at it. Back in that era where you had the bling bling versus the underground. Mm -hmm. You had the, you know, you had the, you know, you had the bling bling rappers versus the raucous records motherfuckers. Yeah. And all. He, what he did was to me, I always looked at Kanye as, and I, I enjoyed his music because I always knew, I already knew of him as the producer. I was, mm -hmm. I was a kid that read the liner notes, so I would see his name pop up a lot. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But he was that as bridge between the he they they put him as like he's the bridge between the back. He bridged the gap. Yeah. He bridged he the gap. But to me, I really think he just hijacked it. So he can just spin it on some other shit. Because he was already in with the mainstream niggas. He was already in with, yeah. with, with The Rock. He was but already his, producer for Beanie. He but was his mindset was never theirs. And that's where I give him uh, credit. I think where, it was. To where... Watch, because I'm about to flip it up. All right. To where... He bridged the gap, obviously producing for Jay and, and working with The Rock closely. But mm -hmm. understanding Jay-Z did not want him to even put out an album. It was Dane that gave him the light to say, do that. And if it flop, we throw Cam on every track, whatever. We'll save it. Right, right, right. But coming from the back and being a producer, you know you already get labeled with that. And then once he hit with rap, it's like, oh, this cat's doing it. He's wearing a pink polo. Uh, he's using soul samples. You know, at the time, Rough Riders... And uh, Cash Casio, Money was all keyboards, yeah. using keyboards. Yeah. This dude came with the soul sample and flipped it. Then he, you know, everybody's wearing jerseys. He's, he's wearing the tight pink polo and even the skinny jeans to where Cats was kind of saying, like, yo, is he gay? Because remember, Beanie said he was gay and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Then he did an interview and obviously he told people like, yo, don't, you know, be dissing on gay people like that. That's not cool. That's not the wave. He did that interview in 2002. And now he puts out an album and he's got this song about Chick-fil-A and people are like, uh, you know, oh, he's repping Chick-fil-A. Like now anti or LGBT people are pushing like, oh, this motherfucker is, you know, promoting, you know, anti-gay propaganda basically by promoting Chick-fil-A. And he had to pull up the interview like, who was the person that said y'all was cool? Like, come on, y'all, y'all overstepping y'all bounds. But I said all that to say basically... Mm -hmm. Dude has always been counterculture. So for people, and whatever you would think he wasn't going to do is exactly what he was going to do. So I don't see how people didn't see the whole MAGA hat coming. So where the black community is trying to turn its back on him and it's like, ain't turning the MAGA hat, like how does that piss you off? 
And then at the same time, they really are talking out of both sides of their face because the number one shoes is the Yeezys. Yeah. Jesus walks in Yeezys. He's, it's so. pretty much he showed that it's, it's a bunch of hypocrisy going on. But I will, I will like, give he, you he'll credit. Fi- he'll figure that, oh, he knew that he could put out a Jesus. First of all, yeah. he set the tone for this album <laughs> with all those fucking things when he was popping up. DJing oh, uh, and Sunday having service. Easy Church and Sunday service, dude, man. Sunday we service was popping. So fucking easy, bro. You know that how you get black people back? You got to bring Jesus, Jesus out. You bring they Jesus into it. If you ever performing anywhere hey, black, Chick Fil A and Jesus chicken sandwiches and Jesus <laughs> and Jesus right back in there with if niggas, you, boy. If you ever, it's an insult. He's probably doing it to troll. If just you so he ever can... performing anywhere and black people start to boo, just start talking about Jesus. Be like, boy, it's good to be here. Thank God. God is good. <laughs> you eat that. Black All people cannot boo Jesus, okay? So you can't boo Jesus. <laughs> you so. start bombing, you just it, start calling on the Lord. <laughs> even if Jesus is wearing Yeezys, you can't boo him. So. But just that, to me, that dude's always been intelligent, and I get the other side, because I will say they did create a monster. Like him having, I think, 21 Grammys is absurd. And I did always feel like. White people created the monster by giving him all them Grammys. They made him feel like he was the culture instead of part of the culture. Because you know Nas doesn't have any Grammys. Snoop doesn't have any Grammys. That's what I'm saying. He's never had to deal with critical acclaim or critical. Like he was his his whole run is post the source. Post double XL, where shit was heavily scrutinized. Yeah, nigga, like you had to get Nas punched put in out the face Illmatic. Yeah, Nas Nas put out Illmatic, and then it was written was heavily scrutinized. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas everyone look back now and go, yo, that's a yeah, classic that's album bad. because yeah. in comparison to what's out now, right, right. But at the time, every album that came out was heavily scrutinized. Mm-hmm. Kanye came at at a time where. He came out of the era. He started running at the era of participation trophies. Yes, it's like where everyone, I will say that. everyone the coined this nigga, and right? Softy. And everybody coined this motherfucker as a legend. He's the Floyd Mayweather of hip hop, where ah, he's beating up like everybody no who's past their prom. But I don't even <laughs> or, feel or like guys is coming up. It's like he never had to deal with. So when they, oh Kanye's no, a I legend, know. I know. he's this. Because I would be looking at there's it like two, there's two trains of thought here, and one one of them is like. It's like the Jordans that we spoke of to where you have mm-hmm. to ask people the flu game. Tell me about the flu game. And if they can't, to me, it kind of invalidates the fact that they're wearing the shoes. Right. So with the younger cats, some of them, it's like, Yo, you're 25. That album came out here. You were like 12. Maybe. What does it, maybe 10. What does it really mean to you? It's like America's Most Wanted for me. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube's album where it's mm-hmm. like. I had to go back and discover that. But you weren't there in the moment. That album means nothing. You don't even know why you like him. Like, I know how Jesus Walks really flipped the game upside down. It's like, who's talking about Jesus? Yeah, nobody was. Especially at the the time when he came out with that song. barring you down talking about Jesus, too. He has some bars there, you know. uh, (laughs) Ain't going nowhere but got suits and cases. Like, Mm -hmm. he really had some bars for you. But I definitely hated them handing him. Remember that when it all goes down, when the the verse he did for when it all goes down, uh, he did that on Death Poetry Jam first. Oh, all falls down. Yeah, all falls down. Sorry, gotcha. uh, he did that verse on uh, Death I'm Poetry so Jam. Yes. that shit. I always see women with at least one of my watches. watches. Rollies and poshes. Rollies and poshes. It drove me crazy. crazy. I, I can't even pronounce, pronounce nothing. Pass that for safety. 
So see, yeah, he did that on po- that poetry jam first. Bars. I remember when he did it there, and then it became a song. Now, now the bars come more in the interview for me. Like I said, I always hate that. Like I said, he's he said Instagram well, got to, your bitch. Oh, it was great, <laughs> that shit hilarious. Was hilarious. Instagram got your bitch. These are rappers be talking about. This one got your bitch. This one Instagram got, got your bitch. bitch. Well, what's funny is Instagram got his nah, bitch. Nah, we're Instagram not, got on, his bitch. We're not doing that. And, 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 and this is why I hate people now. So, so listen, listen. That's hilarious. This is why I hate people now. Uh-huh. He said that, and people are so in love with killing the messenger uh-huh. instead of taking the message. Right. Why kill the messenger? It's like, yes, Kim K is on there. She has the most followers of anybody on fucking Instagram. Mm-hmm. So no, Instagram don't got her. She got, got Instagram. Instagram. That's true. All right. So now, if your lady worked for, let's say, the school system, and she it's 2 a.m., and she took posted a panty pic in her bed at 2 a.m., she got two kids. Instagram do got your bitch. Right, right, right. Now she's getting written up from her job or whatever because one, <laughs> one of her students, students might have creeped yeah. and followed her. Or who knows who followed who, you know. It might have right. been the old girl that works in the front office that been hating on her. Instagram got your bitch. Now she getting fired and whatnot. Right. So, but I just thought that it was ironic. Oh, it was hilarious. Though. I thought but, it was ironic. But I though. mean, you could say that, but that Instagram for her is a business. It's a business. How yeah, she yeah, is yeah. Instagram. She gets money, yeah. Like I said, then she's everybody's trying to follow her, which I always thought was stupid because to me, if you're going to sit and say, oh, well, I don't know how Trump's the president, it's like, you're saying the most beautiful person is Kim Kardashian. That's not her face. It's not, it's not her face. It's not, not her ass, face. It's not, not her, her ass. ass. They made her ribs. That's what, was so, <laughs> that's what was so funny about him. Like, he did an interview a while back. He's like, my wife is so beautiful. Yeah. She's so beautiful. I'm like, nigga. I don't. None of that. She's a GMO bitch. I respect, like, I respect his choice. But I, I I feel like it was such an anti move. But that's why I'm saying, and when I feel like she goes against everything, everything that he stands yeah. for, right? And, and I still will say, you know, but I still gotta respect his choice. But that's why I'm saying, to me, he's always been counterculture. That's why the MAGA hat makes sense to me. And we're not even going to play the whole game of, you know, black people acting like Democrats haven't been as bad to the black community as Republicans. Oh, yeah. And and his interview bars now mean more than the bars as far as the music. Like I said, he only raps like three songs on there. Mm -hmm. But uh, when he did the interview last time, I wish everybody caught. He said, uh... Uh, Charlemagne asked him, well, why would you wear a MAGA hat? He said, dog, we live in America. He said, if racism is a deal breaker, then I wouldn't live in America. And it's like, yeah, that's facts. Like, I don't know why people acting like, you know, dem- Democrats haven't been as bad as Republicans. And you, but... and you also, and, and niggas wear a bunch of other stuff. Oh, where people don't bunch give of a fuck. That, 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 that designer don't give a fuck about. Look, was... how, look, how, look how back in the day when that whole rumor came out about Tommy Hilfiger said mm-hmm. that he don't make his clothes for black people. Right. Or Timberland, the owner of Timberland, supposedly said they don't make their shoes for black people. The what do niggas do? Go out and buy, buy more, more Tommy Hilfiger and more Timberland. It's like, right. it's like I'm going to show this motherfucker. It's like, yeah, like, nah. <laughs> it's almost like they know all we have to do is say that they can't have this. And they'll want it, and they'll want it even more. Because rap is counterculture. Yeah. And that's what I be trying and that's to pre- And that's pretty much the goal. I'm waiting right, on cool. Trump to wear the Yeezys and go on and make that's it official. That's hilarious. Go ahead and rock the you Air might have, Force you might, One. You might, you might have liberals' heads explode. They, yeah. they don't know what the fuck to do. 
Right. But the dude's never been inside the box. So, And then, like I said, it's those people that it's like a lot of people don't even tell you who they voted for. You know how many black Republicans there truly probably are? Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably shit, half these, shit, even deeper than that, half these motherfuckers who claim to be liberals who go behind mm-hmm. the curtain and, and vote. I don't uh, who care. voted for Trump. One way or the other. But yeah, he just had a lot of bars in that interview. I don't know if you mm-hmm. caught the one with the big boy. It's interesting to hear him talk, but he'll, he'll always be like, yo, I'm a free black man. Like, I, you know, he said they're all talking about they're free, but record contracts, look how they got us. We ain't free. And it's like, damn, he's really right. <laughs> a lot of these contracts. Now, granted, it ain't slavery because that's just right, stupid. Right, right, right. You know, that's disrespectful to the ancestors. But it's, he, he made a lot of great points. Mm-hmm. One, one is Instagram, do gotcha, bitch. And it is breaking up that families and, and whatnot. And like I said, people just rush to kill the messenger. And it's like, even I think uh, Snoop was talking about it, you know. I forget, maybe he did the Breakfast Club and he said something about women and they just jumped to kill the messenger. Oh, I remember, I remember and, Tyrese. And everyone, I remember Tyrese was on, um, was on the Breakfast Club and he made a comment about women, uh, women specifically. And he talked about pretty much what we talked about with Kim K, about yeah. the body augmentation, all the stuff, right. how these women carry themselves and stuff like that. And they jumped all down his throat. I'm like, y'all didn't even really listen. Nah, they, they be y'all so not hearing busy where trying to kill the messenger because that, there's, you know, that they so never much, received yeah, the message. So, so for yeah. Snoop, who obviously, you know, this man famously went to what whatever awards show back in the day, I believe it was the VMAs with the two women on leashes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people use that and they said, well, that's misogyny and that's this and that's that. And how can you have any opinions on women if that's also what you're doing? Now, granted, take anybody's message with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But same time, people forget, you yeah, know, I mean, when you got thing. strippers that's dancing. No, they're getting paid. Right. So I see the hypocrisy in the fact that, you know, if you jump to tell a woman, well, maybe don't wear that. The first thing they'll bring up is, well, there's more than one way to be a woman. So... Don't be trying to define my womanhood basically by how I'm dressed, which is true. I believe that. But then I also see them come for shit like that. And it's like, she's being paid. She's contracted. Mm-hmm. The question is, why are you naked? Mm-hmm. No one's paying you. Mm-hmm. This is a girl I follow on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Honestly, I follow her. She's corny. But I follow her just to see the titty pics. Mm. And I, it's really a case. It's, it's a case study for me right. because I'm saying she noted that you she got less than. No, she can't. It's too corny and it's cheesy. No, what I'm saying is that she figured. What I'm saying is it's a desperation move. It's yes. like I'm not as good as I exactly. could be doing whatever I do. Exactly. So at least I know they're gonna come for these titties. Mm-hmm. And while they're here, I'm gonna gain the following off these titties until I get better at what I really want to do. Listen, bruh. She posts titty twos hashtag titty Tuesday. And it's like, you can click the hashtag and there's porn stars and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's fine. Not judging you if right. you do what you do. Right. But again, you work for the city. Like, you work in parks and recs. What's, <laughs> what's your end game here? Right, right, right. You know, if anybody that follows it's, you... It's all about attention, though. Well, yeah. It's because the next chick is getting attention. Chick. I want to be able to slide in there and show that I'm just as... 
I'm just as sexy as she is. I had a cousin. It's, well, they all have titties. It's yeah, but that is stupid. But that that's the thing. And some it's of these like, men could do titty Tuesday <laughs> and Fat Back Friday too. Fat Back. But uh, no, yeah, she does. She do that and Wagon Wednesday and it's pictures of her ass. Wagon Wednesday, yeah, look that and up. And I'm laughing that's because it's one, like, man. yo, you got 258 followers, like. <laughs> This is nothing. It's not even. It's not even growing your following. No, that and then not only that, that but then the likes look. are low because all us dudes see the pictures and we like them, but we ain't pushing that shit because we know <laughs> then every chick that we <laughs> fuck with gonna say, "Yo, who's this Ew. bitch? Who's this bitch who's wagging Wednesday pictures you like every Wednesday?" Yo, but that's what's so funny because like I, I did, like I told you, I did a web, uh, I did a web series, right? And they were talking about should uh, sex work be legalized, right? And I was, and and I made a comment because I like I believe that it should, be, right? Yeah. And it's not even for the whole thing of a moral thing, right? It's the thing of you're hustling backwards. Yeah, that's the way I saw it. So I looked at, it, I said, "Listen, if a grown woman wants," to, so I said this comment. I said, "If a grown woman wants to sell her," I said, "If a grown woman wants to sell, her, uh, burn up her daytime pussy minutes." I said, "That's on her." Yeah, I said, "That's on you. <laughs> you do what you want." They lost their shit. So then they're like, "Oh, we should." Be. I said, "But the thing is, is that you saying me saying that I have objectified you." However, yeah. you want to legalize selling your body. You're so you're giant, yourself. you're objectifying yourself. So, so when you objectify yourself, you're going to leave yourself open for, you know, for that type of perception that right. someone else is going to have of you. So I'm like if you look at things like value and all of that shit like um like they try to compare like with LeBron James and athletes. Mm-hmm. I said I said, "Yeah, but what y'all don't understand about athletes is that for every LeBron James there's like 20 or 30 Kevin Duckworth, Lenny Cook, you know what I mean, Lenny Not Cook, Lenny or whatever, Cooks or Lenny Cook, yeah, they don't even make it. I said, but what you don't understand is that LeBron is only as valuable as his availability and his health. Right. How much has he been used up? I said, now <laughs> all y'all, ch- all these chicks Malich. who've been, yeah, all these chicks who've been, you've been selling your body. For 20 years, yeah, guess what? Yeah, yeah. You're going to get undercut by the chick who just came in, and she's going to do it for less than what you were doing it for because it's legal. Well, that's the thing, and so that's why like, he said that, because it's like, like I said, y'all are competing for it, and it's like, well, how big, can, how big can your booty get? And that's kind of what Instagram has become now mm-hmm. to where it's like, no, we yeah. like three girls with big booties. Mm-hmm. Then we also like Roxy Reynolds, who had the little perfect bubble. Mm-hmm. We also like what's the one chick Capri Styles who had no no titties, flat titties. Yeah. She had the negative A cups. The negative. But the booty, the cheeks, and was thin Sis. as fuck. Sis. So it's like, yo, we didn't need all of y'all Charities. to go buy fake booties to where now the real body, no matter how it looks, has higher value because mm-hmm. everyone has this inflation. Right. Literally. Excuse the pun. Inflation. Right. Yeah. Where yeah, so yeah, as he said, you know, Instagram do got your bitch. Like I said, I look at that chick. I followed her because I was like, well, first off, I like seeing the titties. That's first off. Mm -hmm. Let's not even act like that doesn't exist. But it's also like, let me see how far this goes for you or why you're doing this. You look, what's the word I want to use? Homely. (laughs) You look homely, (laughs) and I just don't get. Why every Tuesday you're gonna post Titty Tuesday, Wednesday she looking to get found, Wagon Wednesday, Friday Fine Woman Friday, and it's just like, but if you was this for, and then you know what's crazy? We were supposed to post those. 
WCW mm-hmm. Women oh, Crush you, Wednesday. The guys, They're yeah. posting themselves now, mm-hmm. Women Crush Wednesday, mm-hmm. and and you even see dudes. Some of them got the sickness. They're look MCM, and it's a picture of them, and it's yeah, just it's like, shit in the world. what is going on? Why are you acting like the lady? Like I get that they need attention. Like was it Chris Rock that said women need? Food, water, and compliments. <laughs> that was Chris Rock. <laughs> he said women need food, water, and compliments. And you literally see that on Instagram. So no, where it's like you're married. Why do you need 10 million dudes in your comments to validate you? Validate yourself. Like, they And then they always they say that. Oh, well, I'm doing it for myself. And no, it's like, not. well, take the picture and keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's literally a sickness. And then, like I was saying, it's like... <laughs> like you said, it's a race to the bottom to where it's just like, it really is. like I said, I don't get what your goal here is. If if you're working in that field or whatever, then that's mm-hmm. fine. But no, what about not, no? Then, this is the shit that be killing me. I be seeing regular ass chicks mm-hmm. with sponsored posts. That's crazy. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a business. Are, like you are no, just regular. No, I get what you're, you're saying. Not, you're I, paying to advertise. I get what you're your, saying. Your regular ass page. You're yeah, not an artist. Right. You're not a musician. You're not a comic. And that's what you're I'm saying. It's like literally just sponsored. And then I go and look, and I'm like, I sweat. Look. That's like it's just the, them on their bed on some that's steps. The, like Britney Renner's like, and stuff the of the world. That the Britney Renner's and the you know Amber Rose to where it's like. What 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 really are we? Dude, what what is the talent here? And then she'll sit down and do an interview and say, "Don't ask me about Kanye and don't ask me about Wiz." But that's like, what that's, got you where that's you are. That's who you are because yeah. the radio is meant as a form of advertisement for a product. Mm-hmm. You don't have a product other oh, than gossip. Yeah. Like the time she sat down and talked about, you know, putting her finger in Kanye's ass, and it's like. Yeah, that's all you have, isn't it? Uh, it's the, stories. No, one, of, I think the one. I think the part, the one that made her lose her show. To me, this is my opinion. They gave some genius gave her a show. I think either on BET or MTV. One of them. She told the story. It's like her opening monologue. Yeah. She tells a story about how Wiz bust on her face. That's crazy. For her birthday or some shit or Mother's Day that's or something. Wow. Like she stopped over. I guess spent some time with. I guess she let him hit it again or some right. shit. The motherfucker bust on her face and she told, and she told that with, story. She told the story on I'm like, whoever the producer is gotta be going like this, like, yo, this is just shaking her head. Like, <laughs> like, well, like you said, it's a race TV to the bottom. And every time you tell those kind of stories, like I said to me, the radio is a form of advertisement for a product. That's why people stop by the Breakfast Club right, right, right. when they have an yeah, album coming out. Album, and I know yeah, yeah. someone listening to this is going to go, well, oh, well, Amber Rose has books. She has this. Hey, you can have a book that don't make you an author. The nice. book is nothing but stories of times of dudes she was with and stripping and everything else. Made that a Twitter so here's the thing. <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing I would say. One is that uh, I had a cousin, girl, who stripped and she told me what she learned was attention is not respect. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a lot of these girls kind of figure that out because they may say, hey, men, stay out of my DMs. But it's like when you post a picture of yourself bent over twerking, what do you think comes with that? You know, mm-hmm. bees, bees are always attracted to honey. It doesn't matter how you dress the honey up. You can put the honey in the bag. You can put it mm-hmm. inside a box. Whatever the fuck. Now, that's the reality, and that's where I do agree with women. Men are going to be disrespectful. 
and not just men, people, people are going to be disrespectful. Yeah. So even if she's a nice looking church woman who has to close, I, I do get some of the women's logic when they'll say, well, it does. I might as well use my body because you were going to sexualize me anyway. I do get that. But I also feel like that's a two-way street in this opening Pandora's box. Mm. Because now you can't sit down and say, well, don't ask me about sex or what position I like. Because that's what you advertise. If you, listen, if you ask Kamala Harris what position she likes and you a man, you absolutely are being sexist. You're being, uh, what's the word? You're out of line. That's all I can say on that. Never note. know. She might answer you, though. No, she she truly <laughs> might, and I'm she sure because we judging the book by its cover. No, no, I'm no, not. No, no, no. Listen, no, listen. I'm, saying, I'm just, not judging the book by no, its I'm cover. Just saying, all like, I'm saying is, right. is that she's not advertising that. She's not selling that. Right. That's not her product. So yeah, you very well may ask she be her. She's like doggy style. Do I got your vote? And she, <laughs> and she to the left. <laughs> Obviously, a uh, little political joke for you. An easy one. I got to take it that's a layup democrats <laughs> definitely like it to the left uh, if you could hit it slightly to the left, left. uh but yeah you you are out of line you know what i mean mm-hmm. if if kamala harris sits down if you know jill scott sits down if whoever sits down you know if they not in that lane then you in violation because you got to ask yourself do you ask bernie sanders that same question i don't think nobody wants to know that answer exactly <laughs> we're different dudes is different no nah, definitely but but like no, I said, it, 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 it definitely, I like I like said, I, I I I level with them and I agree with them because right. no matter how they look, we're gonna sexualize them. That's true. But I definitely think you play right into our hands when you start playing that game. Because like I said, I think Amber Rose tried at one interview and it was like, you're not here for nothing else. Everyone else is here to promote an album. They're here because they got a new TV show coming out, mm-hmm. and you're. That's what you're doing. That's what you're Somebody made her, made her a, a, a brand ambassador for like a vodka or some shit. A while I mean, back. that works. She, she was a, doing, they was doing like commercials. She got a pretty face. Like, that that works. She got a pretty face. Got a nice body. That works. Like, I, I get why that like, is. That shit is just sad to me. But yeah, the Kanye thing, I just, I, I wish, uh, I wish he cared more about the music and put more energy into the music. He hasn't really given us a rap album since. He thinks Jesus. he's more than the music. Well, yeah, that, but that's, that's people's the, fault. That's, that's why sometimes their the input, fault. like when they were calling him Donald Glover, the new him, it's like shut the fuck up. This is America. May have been a good video. I didn't even feel like it was great. It was a good video. The original song, the but the song, that he song ripped, the song he ripped off is way better than. Well, the what the, the song, song wasn't as good as the video. No, it wasn't. And that's why I was like, wait, how is how is he the new Kanye when Kanye is famous for music? Right. And I feel like I love Donald Glover as an actor. I love him on Atlanta. I love and respect his visions there. But as an artist, I'm like, or as a musician, I feel like his earlier work was. He got famous, and then people started pretending to like his music, Mm. with the exception of Redbone. To me, I like Redbone, but everything else, I'm like, eh, this is just. I like Camp. I like. uh, Okay, so you like his music. 
I liked his music before I ever knew anything else about okay. it. Okay. Because I didn't even know for I'm a late I'm, I was late to the party. Yeah. So I heard of Childish Gambino mm-hmm. before I knew of them being the same person. Okay. So I was like, oh, this is I, you know I pretty like this camping. Um, what was the other one? Yeah, uh, the one with three thousand and five or something. Don't shit. ask me. All right, like well, I said, was, to me, it was a few of them albums I like. It was all foo foo to me. And then uh, I'm like, oh, this is some tofu came, rap. Then he came out with this line, "The Family Stone." Yeah. Pretty much, uh, because that's all yeah. red. Bone I saw like the uh, Grammys or something. But he this was is a singing, and he had his shirt, shirt off. off yeah, and I'm like, I don't know why. Who he does the that. fuck are you? Yeah, I don't like know why I said, I, I enjoy him as an actor. No, I enjoy his music. Atlanta, his stand up, I didn't really. Well, yeah, I wouldn't even. We're gonna act like that doesn't exist, and I'm gonna act like it doesn't exist. I, I watch him, him as an actor, and I love his overall visions on Atlanta right. and the show. Now, but he would have been my pick to play Richard Pryor in a biopic. I think Mike Epps meets the like the aesthetic or the uh, cosmetic look, anyway, no. and the feel, and also no. you know Mike Epps is for no. the streets. The streets love no. Mike Epps. No. Yeah. Nah, I feel see, like Donald's too no, refined. No, 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 no. He's too refined. He's no, too But that's nerdy. what you need because nah. Richard, bruh, listen, niggas like love Richard, but Richard was a complex character. No, I get that. He's a that. complex individual. My you know somebody a great with a, comedic actor. No, he's a great comedic actor. He's within the top five more, or so. But you need more of a, a dramatic, someone with those dramatic chops. He has really some, delve deep have you into watched, Richard Pryor as a character. Check out, like, uh, I think... People some, are going off his listen, swag listen, on stage. Something, and how it, but listen, he I has think, some dramatic roles that he's done, and he's where, done them where, well. Where? Watch the movies. Go watch. Which one? There's a movie called Something New. Don't ask me. Someone had me watching a romantic comedy, and I popped Mike Epps, and he was serious. And he was just playing like an uncle or a friend. I think. Trust I me. think Donald. I think Donald Glover would have been better. Y'all, y'all sleeping on. He would have had the look. He had. He has the look. He has the dramatic chops. He has the complex acting ability. Y'all I think he can really delve. I think. I think Richard. Rich, Richard, we all know, is a much deeper character. I, I get than his it. I get persona. You, but I give it to you. Mike Epps has. Mike Epps is bigger than, than than Richard. First of all, on a physical level, he's he's bigger than what Richard. Was. Oh, now you get so physically big. He's big. Physically I, I, I get it. He has the stage presence, the stage shot. But when I'm talking about to really bring that home, I think I think Epps, Epps has been supposed to play him, and Epps is gonna play him. As I hear for the biopic that's still unrevealed. But I think it's one of them things like the Tupac movie where the life that was lived is so more exciting and there's so much to pack into a movie that God God bless whoever has to edit that and the complexities of Richard. That's why uh, that's that's why why it's taking so long. But that's one of the the point you just made is that's why I haven't watched the Wu Tang uh, uh, show. Because I believe for me, for me, I'd rather Wu Tang be a mystery for me. Because gotcha. to me, it kind of removes the mystique yeah. of the group and how they came together. All I knew is you had a bunch of these motherfuckers on one album nah. and on one track. The Forgotten Island. You know what I'm Staten saying? Island. It's like they almost... Because with, with the access of social media, the access of media in general, mm-hmm. how invasive everything is. Yeah, there's no it's mystique like you, There's anymore. no mystique to anybody anymore. I'll tell you who's good for that from this era, I feel like, is Kendrick Lamar. Yes. Unless yes. the album's out, you don't hear you don't from hear him. There's right. barely any interviews. Mm-hmm. And he's barely posting on the gram. He might have. You can go to his gram. I think I follow him, and he's he might have one. Which oddly enough, I was explaining to somebody for Kanye. Instagram got to bed. It's like mm-hmm. he feels like he's present because so many people talk about him. Right. He's not he's even not on even Instagram. Present. Right. 
And then, you know, Kendrick and them, they Kendrick. do the one post, and then they, you know, Kendrick, delete, delete everything, and this one poster. Because Kendrick takes, takes that from the great artists like Prince. Prince. D'Angelo, mm-hmm. Maxwell. A lot of those guys who, a lot of those yeah. artists who disappear, and you be like, yo, where the fuck is that? Nah. Next thing you know, boom, my album's out. Sade lives overseas. Sade, same thing, yeah. they don't want the people all in their goddamn business. Speaking of celebrities and back to comedy a little here, uh, you know, we lost uh, Pops, John Witherspoon. Yeah. Uh, this week, and that was sad. Uh, yeah. I, I had the pleasure of getting to work with him uh, yeah. once. Got to open for him. Uh, in Indianapolis at uh, Crackers Comedy Club, dude. He was always good. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Insert a joke about Crackers Comedy Club from black comics here. (laughs) Which is funny because every black comic that would show up thought they were being original or something. But you got to point out the obvious. It's the the elephant in the room. It's the elephant on the awning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Crackers Comedy Club. But, uh, yeah, uh, Pops, John Willisman, he always would stick around, Mm -hmm. was extra nice to the staff, would take pictures with people Mm -hmm. and shit like that. So everybody just Uh, about has a picture with him. And it was amazing to me that for the last probably 20 years, he's played Pops for just about everybody. Mm -hmm. From Boomerang, Eddie Murphy, Mm -hmm. out to, you know, the Boom Doctors, they granddad to where... Like I said, when you seen that he died, you really felt that. You felt shit. it, and, and that's what I was about to say. Is like usually when I see people when when a celebrity passes away, Instagram or Facebook or whatever gets so phony. Like all of y'all was the biggest fans my, of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, you know, somebody it's like, like y'all, could, fuck, y'all motherfuckers just want to name that motherfucker. Right. But John Witherspoon is the first time where I I genuinely saw like yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody liked him. You, you know what I mean? All the, across the board because... You could say the catchphrase. Dude, you know, there's so bang, many bang. phrases that he came up with. You, you got, got the coordinate. Oh, man. The I, I don't pussy whoop. I whoops pussy. All that. Yeah. <laughs> All that. He always had a quotable. And then what was dope Big was, worm, big perm, whatever yeah, your name is. Always keeping up some shit. <laughs> Sounded like everybody's uh, dad, Who's man. Make you want to smack your mama. Yeah, come on, man. Everybody felt pops to where I and Don't I mean tell nobody. You know, <laughs> you know we all connected as far as the internet goes yeah. now. And from uh, my big homie, uh, this, my sensei Alonzo Bowden, who used to be a doorman. A lot of people don't know that about Alonzo. I, th- I think the Laugh Factory. And mm-hmm. John used to come in all the time, so everybody just shared great stories. Mm-hmm. It's just rare that you find. You know, when people pass, people will just say, yo, I have nothing bad to say. I couldn't find anybody. Right, they all like, yeah. It was a lot of posts from comics. That, with, that the, with the out. exception of a few bitch-ass comics, but oh, their yeah, bitch-ass yeah. comics will be bitch-ass comics. Yeah. Like, I, I think I was telling you about earlier this cat, when Charlie Murphy passed, this cat used it as a moment to say, like, I'm so hilarious that Charlie Murphy removed me from his show. And it was just a level of like, you know how you see 45 comments and you go in and you look through the comments and you realize like, and I mean, I'm sure you've already realized like Facebook, Instagram, most of this shit is one of two things, either a pity party mm-hmm. or it's a goddamn circle jerk where everybody's telling yeah. you you're, you're right. Right. These motherfuckers was, yeah, man, that sucks that he would do you like that. And I had to go in and kind of say like, yo, dog, the man is dead. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't get over being removed from a show. Mm-hmm. If that's even true, 
Right. To where it's like, nigga, what do you mean you're too funny? Like, the nigga's brother is Eddie Murphy. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, that just made me realize how narcissistic comedians can be. Mm. To where it's like, most likely you were either A, drunk or rude or going over your fucking time if you were removed from the show. But then there's a level of, like, some small town cats, that's all they have. Mm-hmm. So they kind of cling on to that. All I have is the time Charlie Murphy came through. Mm. Or the time, you know, J.J. Yeah. from Good Times came Great, through. great drinking Boy, story. I killed his ass, you know what I mean? I was better than him. And it's like, well, go to New York or go to California and put the work in then. Pay three times the way. If you really feel like you're that strong. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yo, if you feel like you're such a strong opener, a strong feature. Yo, I'm such a good feature that none of these headliners will ever book me mm-hmm. to feature for them, then it's like, okay, we'll go somewhere where you can become a headliner then. It's just a very easy position for comedians to have, and I see a lot of comedians do that, you know what I mean? Right. Where they're like, oh, that time I kicked such and such as ass, and it's like, so just back to basketball where it's like, remember uh, Melo was playing for the Knicks, and you know, he's still putting up 25, and Porzingis was the second dude. So it's like, they're double teaming Carmelo Anthony. They're leaving for scheming. You're getting open shots because everyone's watching Carmelo. Carmelo left the team, and Porzingis was like, I think four or five games in. They asked him, and he goes, "He said I was. He said I'm tired." (laughs) It's like, yeah, because they're double teaming your ass now. So I feel like sometimes when a headliner, like I'm going down to DC uh, the 29th of November. After Thanksgiving. Look at that promo. Look how smooth I just slipped in promo. The segue. Arlington Draft House to D.C. Uh, the Thanksgiving weekend. So Friday and Saturday I'll be at that Arlington Draft House. But Elijah Bowen has a whole special on Prime. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come out and do my best material. The people have already seen him. He's got three specials available. You know what I'm saying? Right. To where it puts me in a very easy position to be, you know. The next up. To be, to, to impress people. To impress, right. Because they've already seen him and seen his work. So I feel like sometimes with younger comics, they don't understand that they're not really killing the headliner. They just are doing their best. And if that headliner was to ever take the best five minutes of special one, and special two and special three and put them together, they would absolutely blow your ass off stage. Right. A lot of times they're there working out. Mm-hmm. To where sometimes as a vet, I see some of these posts and it's just like, you don't understand the amount of ways you're wrong. <laughs> you know, you think you kicked such and such ass when he came to town. But really, like I said, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony was being double teamed. People already know his work and know, mm-hmm. and he's the reason. You're sneaking up on people. Yeah. It's one of those. The, it's, like, it's like when Kaepernick had the pistol. It's like nobody the, nobody could really, so they didn't see you coming. Now, when they know you, what new, what, what's, what new. When they know your special moves. When they, yeah, when they know your shit. That's what uh, I remember watching something with Deion Cole was talking where he was like, people, what the people appreciate about him is that whenever they saw him last, they never see him do the same hour. Right. He's like, when people see me, if I've been to that city before, when I come back around the next time, I got new shit. Right. And they appreciate that. So, so yeah, sometimes it's just an easy position for cats to be. All right. 
took a quick break, but we back. Uh, where where did we leave off? I think we left off on features and hosts, features and hosts. So not knowing their goddamn place, overstepping right, right. your motherfucking boundaries. Mm-hmm. Play your position till it's your turn. I always say, stay down till you come up, man. Know your role, and if the feature tell you or the host tell you, hey, I don't like people cussing on my goddamn show, then don't cuss on this goddamn show, then it is what it is. Some styles conflicting. Mm-hmm. Local comics, they do a lot of shit that it's like, you know, if we, if we keep it at a thousand, a lot of local comics do other people's jokes and shit. Mm-hmm. Because if you were on the coast, New York or L.A., people are more willing to say, hey... Do you know that that's, you know, such and such as joke from back in the day to where it's like, <laughs> I know him, you know what I mean? Right, to right. whereas if you just do shows in Ohio or where the fuck, usually people don't care. They're just there to have a good time. No one's really holding the art down and holding you accountable to say, hey, right. such and such does that joke. You, you want to write some original material? Mm. Me being from the Midwest, I knew cats that it's like they were just doing... Comic views greatest hits basically. Wow, how many of y'all work, got roaches? And working in a club? Uh, not uh, not really working per se, but would show up and kill it, and then kind of go, "How come I can't get no work around this bitch?" And it's like, well, your jokes get plenty of work because everyone's doing those. But also, mm-hmm. have you ever written a damn joke in your life? You know. Mm-hmm. Where they're doing the, you know, recycled material shit. Stock jokes. Well, not even stock, but just recycled, like, black humor. That it's like, Mm -hmm. fam, you're doing a little piece of Martin, a little piece of this guy, and a little piece of that guy. And then acting like you want a whole lot in return for it. And there's just no one calling you out on it. Can you imagine what the joke pool is now with memes and all this shit running around? Oh, yeah. You know, I I used to look at those like, damn, and a few of them, they are taking comedians' jokes and kind of... Uh, what's the word? Uh, condensing them into meme form. Mm-hmm. But a friend of mine, a comic, went just said, "Yo, those are new stock jokes." Basically, like we were talking about Halloween earlier, and there was this one that was going around, and it's like I hate when people copy and paste to where it's like just share it. You could just push share. That's an option. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to take credit for someone else's work. But it was about Halloween, and it was like. Uh, you know, it starts off, bitch, bitch, them kids want to be Spider-Man for Halloween, not Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle, and, I saw that. And it's yeah. like, that's yeah. funny. It's funny. <laughs> but then the 10,000 times you've seen it, it's like, it's like all right. right. Yeah. But then, but then, like I said, I hate, and there's some comics that do it, you know, they push copy and paste, and it's like, why do you need credit for a meme that people have already seen 10,000 times? But yeah, I used to look at that like they were hacking comedians jokes. But then it's also like, well, like my man said, stock jokes have always existed. Those are just new stock jokes, basically. Mm-hmm. And the second you say that, people laugh. But then the comics in the back go, this meme doing ass motherfucker here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, where were we? Uh, this is the best time of the year for me because you get get some sports, everything coming together. You got the World Series going on with the well, NBA. Well, yeah, it's Nationals, done now. Nationals won. Who? Nationals. Never saw that coming. They got rid of Bryce Harper and they end up winning the World Series. I know hey. you feel like shit. Addition, <laughs> addition by subtraction. Sometimes. Up, where did where did he wind up? He went to Philly. 
Oh shit. I didn't even go to the Phillies on a huge ass contract. I don't keep up with baseball too much. Oh, he in a mansion. He in a, in a mansion somewhere. He probably don't even know that the World Series happened. <laughs> I know nah, people he, forget. Nah, but, he feel this shit. They, they, they interviewed him. Nah, I get it. But shit. people forget sometimes with athletes that it don't matter what happened. Either way, I'm in a mansion. <laughs> yeah, I think, and, and, I think yeah that could be hold, that can hold true for baseball and basketball players because they have guaranteed contracts. Right, but football players feel that shit. Oh yeah, football definitely. is like football is like a is like a steroid shot in America. Oh yeah, it's like it's here, it's quick, it's exhilarating, it's all that stuff, and then next thing you know, it's gone, and, yeah. that, and it mirrors the football career. Yeah, so it's like so a lot of them motherfuckers don't have guaranteed contracts. Nah. They don't have you know they barely leave with their health. So all they really have is that the guys, the memories, yeah. and the in the ring. And that time so he like, was on the Madden cover, right? The Madden curse. Mahomes, <laughs> Mahomes just got hit. They thought he was gonna break it. And the Madden curse, he's baby. done. What he's so done which I've already right? said, they should just put a whole team on the uh, thing. <laughs> but then what if just all put Madden. just put Madden on all the sixty people? Then Madden dies Die. again. Uh, <laughs> Has he died yet? No, that motherfucker's still, still kicking? Yeah, he's still kicking. God bless. John Matt been he, kicking since yeah. Super Nintendo, he right? He lived uh, Pat Summerall. That's crazy. John Matt. Pat Summerall was a bad drunk. Out here making it happen. That's like every time somebody dies and people go, but Bobby Brown still alive. <laughs> All that cocaine you did. Now, fuck him. Like you can't, still alive. you can't predict. Flavor Flav is still alive. And sometimes that vegan, yeah. Sometimes that vegan lifestyle and shit is like, hey, man. You should have been doing coke with us in the back because we good. We still here holding up. I just found out that the Impossible Burger isn't as healthy as a regular burger. Oh, come on, bro. I I truly hate that because it's like you don't see... If you're going to be a vegetarian, you got to miss out on burgers. They are delicious, bro. You got to miss out on burgers. Have you ever had an Impossible Burger? I haven't, and I've had a burger. No, try an Impossible Burger. I don't need an Impossible Burger. Listen, they got Impossible... Uh, impossible burgers for White Castle. Yeah, they taste better than the they taste better than the beef. That's patties. impossible. No, no, it's not. That's the only thing that's impossible. No, <laughs> no I'm the only you. thing that's impossible I'm is that you, it's going to taste better than the actual. I guarantee meat. it. You understand what that's like saying? I ain't guarantee it. That's like saying a fake ass is better than. Have you ever put it in her ass? I promise it feels better than pussy. And it's like, how could something feel better than pussy? I came out of pussy. It's got to be the best thing. Everyone came out of pussy. I was amazed. Impossible impossible burger. It's like saying, hey, man, you know this pocket pussy? It's got to. That's like saying something's better than water. Like. Like we, some shit that's better nothing's than water. better than water, dog. Your it body is your body is what seventy percent water, and then the earth is like sixty yeah. percent water. Water can't always just hydrate you. Pedia like hydrates you better. I mean, yeah, yeah but how exactly. many cats you see drinking Pedia like? I drink that's, it. Oh, that's suspect shit. Uh, oh, you should meet Chris Hansen when you buy Pedia. <laughs> what is Think your grown your grown ass doing? <laughs> yeah, but kids, they don't but drink no Pedia like. Yeah, that's for infants, ain't it? No. <laughs> We learning here on the show today. We learning. If you out there playing ball and your ass get dehydrated, Pedialyte is better to drink than water. Than Gatorade and Gatorade. Yes, that's crazy. Then I, I, you would think they would put athletes on the cover. Like, yo, go get this shit. Ibrahim here with alternate solutions. So if y'all out there hooping, drink some Pedialyte and get get your electrolytes back real quick. Without the blue. <laughs> you know how you drink Gatorade, you get bloated, 
Like, nah, there's no so where was we? Uh, the World Series happened. World Series this is the best time for sports fans. You know, you got the World Series. You got the NFL popping. They're midseason now. What are we on? Week eight? My Niners is undefeated still. The Niners is unfucking defeated, dog. Didn't see that happening. Hey, maybe all linebackers should vote for Trump because Nick Bosa. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Bosa is out there shutting yet. it down. I got to admit, I was wrong about that kid. That Does kid he play on the left animal. side or the right side? I they, feel like he play wherever they put he him. He said wherever the fuck they put him. He's oh, jacked animal. up white boy, ain't he? Just like you know, uh, like he's it's but the, this is the part that's gonna fuck it up though. The, the team gonna get fucked up in the, in some years with free agency. Well, you always LSU. gotta know that's coming. Dude, that front seven, that front, that front. Richard seven, Sherman with Richard is, Sherman in the back, and, and Richard Sherman is the is the veteran in the secondary that the Niners always needed. The mental. We never had that back there. We no, always 100%. had a dominant front seven, but we never had a defensive back yeah. who was like the quarterback on the field. You need that one person that, that got we, the know how. Sometimes we had an opportunity to get Charles Woodson the year after we lost the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. fucking the owner the, and the general manager at the time passed on him. Charles, Charles Woodson, Woodson you wanted to come back, to the Forty ers way back, bro. and he ended up going to the Raider to the being. Now we know Jerry Rice went from. 49ers the Raiders, but you can't do the can't just cross that bridge like Why that. Not? It, it, ain't, it ain't that easy. No, he wanted to. No, I'm joking. He I wanted to, but Jed York and Charles Woodson time. was great. He could do whatever Dude, he wanted. That's to. all we needed. But no, I do see that the 49ers are undefeated. You got Garoppolo there. Garoppolo's Tom not playing Brady's great. Up. No, but he doesn't have great, to. Though. He's a he's a placeholder. We got we got Emmanuel Sanders now, bro. Yeah. We're gonna see, but we that's what we kinda need a dog at wide receiver. All he's that's do all we missing. We is, don't have a dog at wide receiver. It's game manage. It's all Garoppolo. The running game do. is crazy. And then that defense is gonna hold it down. I, I do I was a fan of the Legion of Boom, so I'm enjoying Richard Sherman being resurgent and yeah. brought all that knowledge over there and that know how and Nick Bosa is it's the, the dog that's I'm just running really, wild. I'm out not there. really sold. I'm not gonna be really sold on us until we play the Seahawks. Seahawks, okay, the yeah. Seahawks is the litmus test. Everybody said the Rams were. Oh, they're in the same division, right? Same division. Because sometimes it gets tricky where you'll see teams, you know. Yeah, nah, Seahawks. Cities right beside me, each other, but they're in opposite know, divisions. To me, you don't know where you at until you play the Seahawks in the NFC. And you want to lose one or two games during the year. You never want to go undefeated because you I'll take feel a like that's a setup. Yo, for later, you don't learn that lose. from winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You learn in that one Unless you got losses. that culture that's just infectious and it goes throughout the whole... But look what happened to the Patriots where, you know, they went that whole year the Randy Patriots, Moss scoring the, every other but play. But this is the thing. The Patriots... This would happen with the Giants. The Giants had nothing to lose. Because they already were slated as underdogs. Yeah, they so got they, how to think So they just year. went Because those are the out. teams you look out for. It's those teams that get hot at the end of those the year. Those dark horse motherfuckers. And then it's also those teams that, like I said, when they lose about three games, that yeah. means they were learning something. Right. And then that motherfucking team usually implodes that's undefeated. Either they mm-hmm. implode at the back end of the year or they implode. Well, not that the Patriots necessarily imploded. The helmet catch, it was a lot of shit going on. Yeah, so, but it just felt like they, like I, like they say, losing builds character to me. So mm-hmm. I always no, I agree my with team. You. I, I agree with, with you. When the Colts, with, with Peyton Manning, would go undefeated, I'd be like, oh, this is, you know, we're going to get fucking drugged by the Chargers or the Chiefs in the... I uh, that one year they, they sat everybody. The wild card game. Y'all had, and it's what, like, what y'all had at Caldwell and he sat everybody and they what, y'all lost like the next week? Y'all lost that game like that. and then y'all lost See, like yeah. the next week. It was like, and then everybody was like, why'd you rest them? 
Right. Like, y'all had a rhythm going. Y'all and had then, a, but see, then it also gets tricky because you can get hurt. But this time of the year, dude, what week are we in? Play. Are we in the ninth week? Going into week nine. Going into week nine, going where, nine where people two. are starting to lose their jobs. And it always gets good because you start getting the quotables from the coaches. Mm. Who could forget uh, Dennis Green? They are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and my Colts, uh, the infamous uh, Jim Moore. Playoffs. Playoffs. You talking playoffs? about playoffs? You talking about playoffs? I just so we can win a game. I was uh, tuning into some sports talk radio yesterday when, uh, what's the QB for uh, Browns? Baker Mayfield. Went off. Baker Mayfield. Because it, it, sometimes it, I think people get carried away where it's like a so- all those sophomore quarterbacks are struggling. Obviously, Mahomes went down, so... But him, Sam Darnold, that everyone had crowned like the crown princes. They're mm-hmm. going to take their team from the bottom to the top. Mm-hmm. This is the year. People had the Browns going to the fucking Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. And he's just out he, there. That learner curve he hit him on paper. hard. Mm-hmm. So where it's like. But he's playing terrible. And I mean, it is what it is. He's yeah. playing terrible. It's, it's, not, it's not all. It's not all. Just the, like we were saying earlier about Porzingis and all that stuff, where different he's game. Sneaking up on him. But you're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. People know what you like to run and all that stuff. And not only that, he's got to get acclimated to having new guys. But I think sometimes with that rookie quarterback, people are they want to crown him, and it's not as much. They get too much credit sometimes. Uh-huh. To where it's like that team was pretty good. And surprised a lot of people. It wasn't just you. Now, right. granted, you took the credit, so also you about to take the blame. Take the blame. Yeah. And he went off on the reporter what? yesterday, and it was funny because you know white quarterbacks they never want to call it what it is, so they were like testy. He got testy. He's passionate. He's whatever. Let Cam Newton let let somebody else that did exactly. Jameis Winston. The way, he, the way he called, and I like the fact that the uh, a lot of the analysts were former players who are black who yeah. are keeping the media honest with this shit. Will speak and up, on speak some up, of that and go shit. listen. When a black quarterback was to do what he did, we need y'all to keep the same, keep the same energy with yeah, this motherfucker. Mayfield went off on the yeah because the and, because how 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 long did they run that into the ground with, we, with Cam Newton when he we, when he acted after Super Bowl we, fifty. We as regular people and as fans, sometimes we laugh when the person goes off, but it's like frustrated because it's like there's no post game interview for life. Right, right. When you fuck your credit up, somebody don't say so. You drop from a six eighty credit score down to a four fifty <laughs> in a year. What do, you, what do you say? What what happened there? Phil, what do you think happened out there? Well, obviously shit is going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could make that car payment, but I couldn't make that car payment. My rent. I, I took out that second mortgage. Mortgage. My know? roommate moved out all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, I overthought it. You know, there's no offensive line to blame. So yeah. I think sometimes we overjudge them because, like I said, they're. There is no post game interview for life, you know. When you when you talk that shit to that girl and she finally show up and you you nut in two minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody mm-hmm. comes and jams a mic in your face mm-hmm. to say, "Well, so Ibrahim, you said you were gonna take that tear that pussy up. What happened out what there? What looked like the pussy tore you up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what happened out there? Well, I struggled a little bit getting it out of my jeans. I took a black ant earlier and uh, it just didn't kick it in. Then I had to uh, put the condom on and I was, you know, I. I I overshot it. Well, we, <laughs> Next game, I'm gonna come out here. Well, you know, you know I already she, had the condom on when I get in the car. She had us. She had us <laughs> Netflixing and chilling for about four hours. I mean, you know, her kid you, kept crying, and I'm not used to, to performing with a baby pressure. crying in the next room. And yeah, we 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 overjudged them. Like, remember Rasheed Wallace when <laughs> he because he had a, a Marshawn Lynch moment with the media because. 
he got tired of answering the same questions. And the realest answer to give them in the post-game interview, remember Rasheed, because you have to answer or you get fined. So right. Rasheed came up with a template answer where it's like literally somebody hitting copy and paste every time they would ask him. Well, what happened out there? They had more points than we had. Well, what do you think about the opposing team? They scored more points than us. <laughs> and he would just keep answering that way because it was just like, yeah. what the fuck do you want I, me to say right and now? And I remember uh, Richard Sherman and him. And that's why, I, even though he played for the Seahawks, dude, I always respected that cat. He uh, was talking about how the league only wants you to be a robot. No, so yes. It's especially stupid. when it came to us. He said they only want you to re- regurgitate the same it's responses dumb. All the time to these dumbass questions. Because you're going like, to find me. Because you're not going to want to hear the real me. You're going to find answer. You're gonna find me if I say anything off the cuff right. that goes against the grain. You it know? goes against the shield. Or any real shit. So yeah. why even ask me the question? And then right. I'm always a fan of it because, yeah, why do you jam that camera? Like I was saying, we, we, we laugh at them because it is funny when the Jim Moore goes, play off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Iverson comes out, practice. We talk about the, practice. That was the most misconstrued fucking interview ever in history, that the Allen Iverson one. They they literally chopped and edited that thing down just to him saying that. But when you watch the entire clip, it gave a lot more perspective as to why he said what he said. But no, real, he said. it was real talk because, huh? like, I, like, like you just said, to where Marshawn Lynch got tired of, of the game interview because you're not letting me – you only allow me to say so much – Right. You're asking a thousand questions when you know what happened out there. Like I said, I feel sorry for the athlete because, like I said, imagine in real life you got fired from your job. You're on your way to your car. It's a hundred microphones in your face. Mm-hmm. Well, what went on in there? What went on was that mm-hmm. boss kept talking to me like I was some type of hoe. Right, I and I had to tell his ass, I'm not your son, bitch ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So I slapped some pencils off the desk. And that's my last write-up. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's like asking the obvious questions sometimes. What mm-hmm. happened out there? So, I relate to the athletes on that level, you know. Mm-hmm. And, we get into week nine, you're going to start seeing cats lose their job, which I love because shit gets real. And somebody got to take the goddamn blame. In real life, a lot of times I wish had a season ending, you know, mm-hmm. I wish for jobs. It was like, well, we on week nine now. So <laughs> one way or the other, like you've seen uh, trade deadline and a lot of cats like the Rams just blew it up like fuck it mm-hmm. what's the cat name to, to leave they just sent him off things. like fuck it we paying too much money to be losing right, right, <laughs> shit right. gets real and sometimes in life it's hard to interpret because there is no win loss record you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying some cats need the playoffs to say did you make the playoffs this year mm-hmm. or did you fucking fail because it would help accelerate them or get them to understand to take shit more seriously. Like, right. oh, shit, at the end of the year, somebody going to sit me down and say, this is what happened this year. What's funny is that's what happens in a lot of sales. You oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah definitely. That, that's heavy. The fiscal year yeah, and all you get, that. You get to bonus time. Yeah, they, go, they got the fiscal season. And they got all your stats and, and they all go, all oh, this is, oh, your performance fell off in August. We can pick you back up in October. And it's like. So where cats want to call in all the time and judge the players. But it's like, imagine if it was opposite and the motherfucker call down there about how Phil Hunt making them fries. He was good last year, but this year seemed like he's slacking. Shit, yeah. His production's down. He's fucking up a few orders. <laughs> 
You might have to trade him to McDonald's and get him up out of there. He sounds. He seems more of like a checkers guy to Just me. Doesn't seem motivated, you know. Feels like he got his, his fifteen cent raise and now he's satisfied. Just not putting the same <laughs> amount. Hey, they, put, they put the amount that you got paid yeah. on in the fucking paper. Come on, they put dog. your salary in the and paper. Players go through a lot. Uh, Yo. So the NBA season's picking up. That's my favorite Phil time. Phil Huffman signed the checkers for eleven seventy five an hour. Eleven seventy five. He only supposed to get eleven forty five. He ain't 1175 play. He ain't get a max contract. He's not a max contract frock. You don't even be sleeping <laughs> in the prize, right, man? And now, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Like, people look at them having women troubles and shit, and people laugh, and it's like, imagine yeah. if someone put how much money you made uh, in the paper. Like, and you know how hard it's going to be to break up with that woman? Of course, you're going to dig up all your dirt. And you see with like DeMarcus Cousins and who was the other player? Well, Kareem Hunt, but that was physical. Mm-hmm. But the other NFL player, he was on the Chiefs, uh, Hill. Hill, Tyreek Hill. When his baby's mama and the calls are being recorded. Right. And it's just like, what the fuck is even going on? But the regular cats definitely underestimate how hard being an athlete is when, like I said, they printing how much that. you make. All of a sudden, your father... You never even talked to shows up. shows up at the door to tell you how you know he always cared about you was your mama and all that shit. I saw JJ Watt say that. Um, I was watching one of them interviews on what you call it. He said he said, "What do you look for?" A guy asked him like, "What do you look for in a woman?" He described it. He said, "What's the hardest thing?" He said, "The hardest thing is that they put your your money." He said, "It's hard to find somebody tricks. They put they put how much you make in the paper." It's easy for us because we can just say, "Baby, I ain't got, got it." it. Yeah, <laughs> you can't say they know you got can't it. Say it's you like, ain't got it. It's like, how do I really know this bitch like me for me? Well, the, like, New, the New York Times said you got it, so I yeah. need that. Like they were showing one girl had got uh Blake Griffin and who's the other athlete? She got a baby by Blake Griffin and like a white quarterback. Mm. USC, hold on, what's his name? Went to USC with Not Reggie Liner. Bush. Liner. She got a baby she got by, a baby by Matt Liner and Blake Griffin, oh, though. Damn. White girl. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> you so, know what? You know what's funny? I used to always wonder. I used to always wonder why athletes and entertainers all sleep with the same women, right? Yeah. But then I thought about it because I always have this idea, and people take it however they want, that women are like real estate. Yes. And I always sit there and go, that's j- the reason they sleep with the same women is the same reason they all buy the same. They buy each other's houses, <laughs> which is <laughs> like they hilarious. Buy house, they buy the house because alcohol. I mean, so uh, listen to this. Fucking, what you, you call know that Mike thing? Tyson's house, right? Fifty Cent has Mike Tyson's exactly. house That's in what, Connecticut, exactly. and it's like a few people in between that owned it that were famous. Then mm-hmm. they lost the money and couldn't maintain couldn't it. And then passed and, it on to the next and then 50 one. Cent, it is 50 the same Cent thing Star's with money women. is good, so and, he still owns Mike Tyson's old house. it's the same house. thing with them chicks. Like, yeah. who she used to fuck with? Being, Griffin. Because oh, it's wait. a circle and it's a small circle. That's what it is. I never understood. Then I thought about it. I was it's like, if you look at it, they like real estate. Like if you, you said, don't, if you don't come to the table with your high school sweetheart that's from whatever small town you're from, LeBron James. Which, God bless LeBron. Yeah. He did it the right way. Right. And she ain't on basketball wives or none of that. She's she a respectable and wife and a respectable mother. Right. And she holds that man down. She ain't never had no weak moments. Right. I, I respect the fuck out of her because mm-hmm. that has 
has to be true. That has to be hard, especially in this era. She has the respect that Aisha Curry had. Where everyone wants to overstep their boundaries Mm -hmm. and everyone wants to have a fucking TV show. And it's like, shit. The only basketball wife that should have a TV show is Magic's wife, Cookie. Cause that Negro brought home HIV, HIV and she stuck it and out. She still ain't got no goddamn TV show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, NBA season heating up. Lakers got all the expectations. Uh, Gold State's currently falling the fuck apart, which is funny because for you know the whole Gold State run, everybody instantly was a Gold State fan. You didn't see any Lakers fans. Now that Gold State's falling off, you start to see the Lakers fans come back, and it's like. I think y'all just switched up real oh, quick. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It always happens. It's like when I was growing up, there was a bunch of Denver Broncos fans and uh, Tennessee Titan fans to all of a it, sudden. It was like, motherfucker, we, Tennessee Titans back then was only a few years old. Like, like and, and don't act like the Heat fans ain't disappeared. Oh, my God. They just they fell vanished. off Yeah, you don't know earth. where they are. There's, I only know li- r- literally two... Like lifelong Miami Heat. Where six years ago everybody was decked out in Heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, like I said, everybody the Lakers is making the comeback. And Steph Curry got hurt last night, and I obviously Clay is down for the year. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant switched up and left town, so it's just Draymond now. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. let's see who gonna still be a fan and hold it down. It's, mm-hmm. it's Draymond. It's they Mark got Curry. New, they got that new. <laughs> and they got that new stadium. D'Angelo baby. Russell. Yeah. Are you? Stadium. Yeah, they are they opening the new stadium. That that's what fucked them up moving out of Oakland. Because somebody was joking that Kawhi shut down the old stadium and opened this one up with a win. To that's where it's like Kawhi is just <laughs> just bending them over and smacking them on the ass. Which basketball related, I was laughing because the articles for SI Sports Illustrated came out. Mm-hmm. Some fifteen-year-old kid. And they called him the next LeBron. And as a 30-something-year-old man that grew up reading about LeBron, there's been enough people in between that I knew I didn't have to read that article. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they call Andrew Wiggins the next LeBron. Mm -hmm. And they call O.J. Mayo the next LeBron. O.J. Mayo, you know, drug suspension, no longer in the league. Granted, relatively, if you hadn't said he was the next LeBron, he he had a a decent decent career. career. Yeah, he was pretty good. But he is by no means the next fucking LeBron. You get that that's hard to be. Right. And, And then I went back and watched highlights of Andrew Wiggins, and it's like, as you see him catching these lobs in high school, it's like no one else is even in the same realm. And it's like, look, if you're 6'6 and you can't dominate 15-year-olds, you fucking suck. Right, 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 right. <laughs> to where he's catching these lobs and there's no one else even in his stratosphere of jumping because everyone else looks like they're 6'2", maybe, maybe at the tallest. I think right. our high school center was like 6'3", mm-hmm. to where it's like, NBA centers are 7-1, so good luck catching your fucking lobs mm-hmm. every two plays. But, yeah, LeBron is LeBron's amazing. I mean, fucking every year going to the finals. I think he's already done the impossible with Cleveland. When you go back to Cleveland and win a championship, and they ain't won in 50 years, you know, and did that shit real quick. But I think this might be his greatest season because if he wins the chip. Now, granted, everything fell into place. Golden State fell the fuck apart. KD left. Mm-hmm. The only competition really is Kawhi once he gets Paul George back. I mean, that Western Conference Finals is going to be a fucking shootout. Oh, LA, LA is going to be on fire. Which you still got uh, Harden in them over in Houston that That's I'm a fan too. of watching. But 
they just seem always seem too small to where it's like the Rockies. And it's a bad way of playing. Like it's fun to watch. It's Mike D'Antoni with the Suns, sixty seconds or less. Right. It reminds me of uh the the Houston Rockets. The way that their style of playing, the D'Antoni style yeah. of playing, is almost the way Dan Isselin used to play with Denver. The okay. Denver yeah. Back in the late eighties, early nineties. What's that? Uh, it was just up and down. Alex just, English and them. Yeah. Okay. Like Kiki Vandeway and getting up and you know down. I mean? Which me and my buddy joke about that. Anytime you're about to have a bad season, anytime you hear the coach say we're gonna get up and down. It's like everybody gets up and down. What the fuck does that even mean? The motherfuckers running, boy. Denver. Houston Denver. certainly got up and down last night. Is I think 158 to 157. Them and the Wizards. And it's like, was anyone even trying, trying to, to play, play fucking defense? defense? Is John Wall back or is he still up? Nah, he's still hurt. So, I, I love him. He's a great leader, but he just is hurt a lot. Banged up. But yeah. I, I think it's pretty much – I think LeBron's playing with maybe the best player he's ever played with in Anthony Davis. And, I mean, mm-hmm. he's played with some good ones. But mm-hmm. it seemed like people forgot how good Anthony Davis is because he had 40 and 20 the other night. And then I hate that people underestimate Dwight Howard where it's like the last time the Lakers made the playoffs, it was fucking Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. People acting like he a bum and – Oh, well, we don't know if we're going to start him or start JaVale McKee. And it's like, is that a question? Nah, it shouldn't even be a question. It shouldn't even be a question. Like, for real. But it's, the Mar- the Cousins is out for the year. Yeah, Cousins is pretty much a scratch for the year. I mean, that ACL. But if they get him back. He probably shouldn't have even came back and played last year. I think sometimes that pressure to get mm-hmm. to that next contract where mm-hmm. it's like, nah. Yeah, ain't it fucked up? Like, he, missed, that, he missed out on that max deal. On that deal. max deal and just missed. He was playing great before he went down and spent all that time in bum-ass Sacramento. Finally got up out of there. Was went playing to the good. With, to ironically, Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis yeah. and they were they both twin playing tower. They had that twin tower. Yeah, yeah, they had a vibe going and then he hurt himself. And I, I think he should have took the whole year off. And I think sometimes, like even with KD, where it's like, we know you want to get out there and play, but don't get out there and play. But see, this, he was at a bad point though because he was uh, he was with the Pelicans, got hurt, right? Then he got picked up by the Golden Warriors. State Warriors, and he to, for him to make the money that he was finally worth, he had to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. But yeah, I think that's pressure sometimes to do that, and I, I don't see it. But I one thing I was laughing about is that as I seen. Some of these players, I mean, obviously Steph Curry's Dale Curry's son, mm-hmm. his brother's in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Well, LeBron wants to play until his son gets in the league, which is, you know, kind of questionable whether or not he'll be able to do that. But probably mm-hmm. in the next four to five years, they were showing highlights of like D Wade's son on Twitter dunking and shit on niggas. And it's like, yeah, when you get dunked on by D Wade's son, it's like, is that even anything to be ashamed of? It's like, it's in the family. But I was right. laughing. Because I was saying to myself, like, you know, when you're on the court and you're younger, cats make it about you. Oh, you butterfingers. Oh, this motherfucker suck. He can't catch. He can't dunk or he can't shoot. And it's like, man, this shit is hereditary, man. What the fuck were we even trying for, man? <laughs> Clay Thompson. That's nah, it ain't hereditary. Michael look at, Thompson. Look at, Mike, look, look at Michael Jordan's kids. But but they were great. They were bad for Michael Jordan's kid, but great for anyone else's son. No, they wasn't. Dog, you, you, played, you said for anyone else's son. Yeah, they played on a Division One team. That's hard. They weren't the best at playing on that Division One team. It don't matter. But they that's weren't better than anyone's son. 
if those were Horace Grant's sons, you'd be fine. Which Horace Grant's sons, sons, sons are yeah, yes. his sons are playing. Him and his brother's sons are playing. All I'm saying is that They're listen, good. Listen, too. listen. You're breaking Michael down. Michael Jordan's listen, kids. Listen to me. Not good you're breaking that. down within the realm. Look at everybody. You're looking at NBA kids and saying they're bad for NBA you, kids. No, I'm just responding because you were looking at NBA kids. No, I wasn't. L- yeah, listen to what I'm saying. No, I'm saying open up the pool to everybody. Right. And then now it's relative. Because, yes, for Michael Jordan's sons, they were bad. But if they were Phil Hunt's sons and they were playing Division One, it's like great. Yeah, okay, I get that. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. No, but that goes against your initial argument when you said it was hereditary. It is. Because you said it's, if it's Phil Hunt's kids and they playing great, that's Because I'm not an NBA player. Right. No one in my family's but in then the you NBA, made, you made so it's miraculous. But you made an example early and you said Clay Thompson's Michael Thompson's kid. Yes. Yeah, but it's like, but Michael Jordan... He's better than his father was, but, uh, but yeah. they're all NBA players. Yeah, but, I, but, but like I said, Michael Jordan's kids never even sniffed the NBA. Yes, but they played Division One in college. But they weren't good enough to make the NBA, so... Yes! And of course they're going to play D1 because they're Michael Jordan's kids. It's not... It doesn't necessarily mean they're good. given, but all I'm saying... It was a given. They're, all, they're I was Michael saying, kids. Yeah, all I was saying... It's just saying. like Barry Sanders' son... Well, you can just Barry, about... Barry, can, Sanders, Barry Sanders' son yeah, is a running back. Right. He was a running back at Stanford. He was somewhere else first. He went to Stanford. He was decent. Mm-hmm. But he didn't make it in the NFL. So but, it ain't like but really... if he played Division One, that's great for but he everyone. Play, but he gonna play Division One because he's Barry Sanders' kid. Not per se. Yes, not per se. Me. Yes. Well, well, yes, I'm agreeing yes, with you. And he will. I'm agreeing with you and disagreeing with you. Because I'm just going with your argument. Your because argument, all I'm, like, I'm saying is Barry, that once you open the pool up, it's like. Blake Griffin's brother Taylor Griffin. Mm-hmm. He was bad compared to Blake Griffin, yeah. who's a fucking NBA superstar. Right, right. But relatively, once you open the pool, he's a better than average to Everybody, who the fuck else here made the NBA? Right. He's great mm-hmm. if he's not Blake Griffin's brother. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, relatively, when you open the whole conversation up. And you're out on the football field and you miss a pass. It's like, don't yell at me. Go yell at my father. (laughs) (laughs) My father couldn't catch. Therefore, I can't catch. Yeah, you can work on it. And you can improve the skill, yeah. but the apple. So my, father ain't, worked in a, my father worked in accounting. Man. The you apple ain't chill. falling far from the tree. Ask me about some math, son. <laughs> Do you That's need funny. help with your taxes? Because, uh, you know. Sometimes you look at people. K3, like, that was Kellen Winslow's son. It's oh, like, oh, can oh, I man. catch a football? Not only can I catch it, I can catch it and run through a brick wall. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of in my fucking jeans. But it's just funny that. Like I said, growing up, people would make fun of you for not being able to play sports. That's and funny. now you sit and watch, and it's like, okay, Dale Curry, both his fucking sons are in the NBA. Clay Thompson's Michael Thompson's son. Now, it's all relative because mm-hmm. you might have been a role player, but your son's a star, or vice versa. You might have mm-hmm. been a star, and now your son's a role player, but they're all in the fucking NBA making Make money. Millions, yeah. So they're professionals to where it's like, wait, why was I trying again? Y'all mm-hmm. lied to me. I can be anything that I want to be. I can be anything that my fucking father was. <laughs> it's miraculous. So, like Shaq's son's killing it. And, you know, AAU. Nah, his son is impressive. And it's like, yeah. It's, Sharif. 
And I mean, even Patrick Ewing's son that would try out for the Knicks every year, he wouldn't make it. But it's like, you still, if you open this whole conversation up, relative to everyone else who plays basketball, you are really fucking good. Now, compared to your father, because he was shorter than his father. His father, you know, obviously did he, was, did he play at Georgetown? Yeah, he, he played, played at Georgetown. And was See, a he's going to play at Georgetown. And was a starter, but, but, but he's also a good player. Now, compared to his father, no. no. But compared to everybody else, but I, I think we've done enough here, man. It's been an hour 45. Uh, we going to come back next week with some motherfucking fight stories. I know we, <laughs> we whiffed on it on two weeks for y'all, but uh, I've been real busy myself, and we just been here trying to build the chemistry, and I feel like the chemistry's right now. And we're going to have a guest next time we come back here for y'all. All right. You, you want to add anything? You got any upcoming shows? Uh, or where can they yeah, find I mean, you at? Follow me at Ibrahim Khalif, uh, I-B-R-A-H-I-M-K-H-A-L-I-F on Instagram. I got rid of my Facebook, so don't even look for me on this. <laughs> I completely uh, yeah, I, I unplugged that shit. Awesome. Um, unplugged from the Matrix. I've uh, got a show November 9th coming up. I'm going to be at uh, at this spot in Newark. Um, it's, it's this catered comedy show. It's, it's going to be food catered by a chef on site. Uh, comedy show in his luxury loft in Newark, uh, November 9th. Um, check out my Instagram for details, my IG story. So I'll, and that's pretty much it. I'll say this uh, I got some road shows coming up, so I'm gonna be outside of New York, well, within the state, but I got Albany coming up for round trip comedy. Uh, for tickets for that, go to Eventbrite and search round trip comedy. Uh, we'll be in Albany, uh, and then I'll be, uh, let's see here. I'll be the 19th. I'm going to be at the Grizzly Pair doing a showcase for Bob Sumner. So come check that out. Get tickets to that. 10 o'clock, 19th in New York, in the Village, Grizzly Pair. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back with some fight stories uh, two weeks from now, man. I'm going to bring the fight stories back front and center. I apologize. I've been busy. Uh, you motherfuckers have been great as always. Thanks for listening to the motherfucking Tough Talk Podcast.